Hello and welcome into an impromptu, weird, late night edition of the Sun <laughs> Solar Panel Extravaganza, Sun's Jam Session, Fanning the Flames. We may have people from other podcasts on here too. I don't know. There's like it looks like the beginning of the Brady Bunch here. But we may what have is, what are we calling this? On here too. I don't know. Fan like, the Solar Jam. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's like a horrible echo I guarantee you that's Paul's fault. That just feels like it happened. I think I think it was Dave. I can hear it too. So it's definitely not me. That just feels like it happened. Great start. Fantastic start. Hey, Espo, you should have, could you have warned us about that little intro video? I feel like I'm deaf in my right ear now. I was very loud. I apparently haven't watched the uh, solar panel on live in a while because I didn't know you guys had an intro video. You guys have stepped up to production. Why haven't you watched in a long time? Because it's on like at 8 a.m. On, on a Saturday morning. <laughs> no, 7 a.m. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> well, welcome to Fanning the Solar Jam. This is, and we this know is the part where somebody awkwardly takes over. Why can't we just make Paul do it? Can we make Paul do it? No, Come we're on. not making me yeah, do it. Yeah, you got to be the MC, Paul. I want to see this. No, that's me logging off right now. <laughs> oh, and Espo oh, Espo, just, Espo's gone. Wow, he's like, you know what? You guys figure this out on yeah, your own. I, hate, I, don't blame guys. Guys. I don't blame I hate you guys. I'm out. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> So oh, wait, oh, you're cool. So we're actually <laughs> we like, we're, five? Le what, legit, we're legit streaming right now. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we're big time. It's big time oh, right now. Hello. We're hello. legit streaming and our host disappeared on us. This is great. <laughs> Espo says his audio was causing the echo. Okay. You know what? Fine. 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 I'll do Take it. Take it. I'll do you're it. You're taking this? Because you know what? Because you know what? It's been way too long since I've had the opportunity to voice my opinion my beautiful voice put my beautiful face out there for literally beautiful beard tens of people almost <laughs> almost tens of people <laughs> so we're walking into we just finished the preseason for the restart of the season so we figured hey let's get fanning the flames let's get solar panel let's get sun's jam session together do a little something something Share some thoughts we have going into this big eight. Let's see what is going to be twenty-four game stretch for the Suns. If I if is my math correct? Twenty-four. Right, are we going fo 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 fo? Right, right. Yeah, we're going to go right sixteen right. plus twenty-four. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. Oh, Espo's back, so I'll stop now. See, I've got enough time. Well, we don't we, know if he's talking. You have to stop. Can you hear me? Go. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that that's good, and we're not echoing, so that's a win. Stupid freaking! I I can't stand technology. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> I'm I sure feel like your it was Espo a good decision. Perfect though, every time. It's not. It's, it's the just, solar panel that gets <laughs> fucked over. It's, it's not. If you listen to the last episode I did about ten minutes ago, the beginning <laughs> echoed too. I don't understand. I need a producer. That's what it comes down to, right? You do. You need a producer. Hey, did, you use this, did you use this? Did you use this awesome app? 
for it as well? And was the echo there as well? Maybe are we drawing like a? Are we seeing? Are we seeing a common denominator here? <laughs> what are we doing there, Justin? What, what are you? What are you doing? We're not. Yeah, we're not doing I, this. That's uh, you know. I immediately regretted doing that, yard. but I just kept going with it. I, I felt like I was committed. I just had to do it. Uh, so so anyways no it's a not that anybody gives a crap but it's a soundboard issue that i have uh that that always causes this crap so i just disconnected the damn thing when i disappeared and, and now i'm back so we can we can talk now gentlemen uh I, i'm i'm sure this is the way it would have went whether i uh left or not but glad to have everybody hey, here for, i like what for steve holler said in the youtube chat fanning the solar bubble jam mm. Or bad. the bubble, or the bubble boys. We could just or call ourselves the bubble, the bubble boys. Or the bubble jam. Yeah. As long as fanning is first, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Whoever's gonna pour one to join me, feel free. <laughs> of oh, course, Dave man. drinking. He does. He does that during our eight a.m. show too. He just does it <laughs> it's so, just coffee cheers. in the morning. <laughs> So let's get this thing kind of back on the rails. I think we have rails for this, but this is we about might. what I expected for a 9 p.m. Uh, show if you're right, watching it live. Yeah. Uh, so, Reset the stage for us, Greg. So we are we are sitting here. We are just a days away from Phoenix Suns basketball actually returning. I don't know what those last three games were, but it looked like practice for everybody. Uh, including including broadcast and uh, and everybody involved it, it seemed like practice to try to understand how this thing's gonna work and uh, and now we get real basketball I guess on Friday uh, when the Suns take on the Wizards Friday morning really here in Phoenix but uh, so let's let's start to focus there and I want to know so far, uh, from the three games we've seen inside the Orlando bubble, what is your biggest overreaction? And because I don't like Dave, we won't start there. Matt, let's start with you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Biggest overreaction. Mikhail Bridges, of course, is he's proven that he's taken the next step already. So what that has me worried about is DeAndre Ayton. It's like if Mikhail Bridges is improving this quickly in his second year, then are we going to expect DA to do more? Not even in these eight games, but next year as well. So I think there's kind of like overreaction with that. But the thing is with DA, you never know which DA you're going to get. So with Mikhail Bridges playing so well, I'm just like, hopefully we focus on how well Mikhail's playing and not how, you know, the same DA is playing. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's a great point. We've got people in the chat chiming in too on Mikhail. Uh, Rick Johnson saying Mikhail Bridges is better than Booker. We've got that overreaction <laughs> already. So so at least everybody's keeping it sane tonight here on uh, that's right on our yeah. uh, season preview uh, that we're looking at. But uh, <laughs> Paul, what was your re overreaction so far? I think I'm going to steal Justin's and I'm going to say DeAndre Ayton's a better three-point shooter than Luka Doncic. That's not an overreaction. <laughs> that's a fact. You, you know what I love about that too is technically DeAndre Ayton still hasn't hit a three-pointer in his NBA career. Because those <laughs> games didn't count. So now he has to do it again. You know? Yeah, and, and Luka went uh, one for five tonight as well. And, so And almost got Luka, killed by the robotic Luka camera. Is, Three for it's 12 fun. in these three games. So it's about on par for him, 25%. Yeah. We already so, brought up Luca. <laughs> already brought him up. <laughs> yeah, Overreaction to Aiden making a three is making the immediate correlation to Luca. <laughs> Two threes. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. David. Two. He's two for two. 
Uh, yeah. It's 100%. Shooting 100% in the bubble. <laughs> Greatest three-point shooter ever. Uh, who else? Uh, let's skip Dave. Who else wants to go? Who wants to hop in? I got one for you. Overreaction. Ty Jerome sucks. That's not an overreaction. That's, exactly. overreaction. That's completely normal. That's completely level-headed. Yeah, but but everybody's getting upset that he sucks. You know, I mean, he hasn't done anything all year. He's averaging, what, like 3.5 yeah. points, a defensive rating of 112 on the season. So when he comes out and he plays like shit, everybody's frustrated with the fact that he's playing yeah. like shit. So, yeah. so don't overreact on the kid. He sucks. He okay. Like he just got pulled out of the stands. Yes. Uh, and put on a uniform because too many guys had COVID. Yeah. I, I can... <laughs> I, you watch Ty Jerome play, and okay, very well decorated in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On an NBA floor, like you said, Dave, he looks like he was pulled out of the stands. Like that dude yeah. looks way out of place. Mm-hmm. And He's just lost. It's if eh. if, if you are he's freaking been lost all season. Well, I mean, true. he doesn't know if he wants to be a three-point shooter. He doesn't know if he wants to be a distributor. And he doesn't have the athleticism to really do any of the above. So he needs to kind of figure out who, like Mikel. Oh, Mikel's defining his role, whereas Ty Jerome has no idea what his role is. Let's, okay, I but mean, Mikel is also in season 2.5. True. Yeah. And Ty Jerome is in season still 0.5, I would say. Yeah, but if you were legitimately freaking out that Ty Jerome looked bad, you have been locked in your house far too long, which is the case for most of us. So I don't you were locked in your house for November. I I've been locked in this room uh, in this uh, little room for in about three, three years now. Look, man, Greg's in been in the closet a lot longer than that. Dave, that's not the kind of joke we make here on whatever the hell we're calling this. It's, it's hey, it's he the it's one who's right. tried to make it. In, uh, you could be in the closet over a lot of things. You could be in the closet over your, you know, love of ice cream. So first, first of you, all, it's, have yeah, you seen me? I'm not in the closet for my love of ice cream. <laughs> it's it's fanning the solar jam session. First of all, yes. we call it. That's what we call fanning, it. Fanning the solar bubble. Damn, I like that. DK, it is 2020, bro. Okay, come on, yeah, get woke. <laughs> yeah. Get woke. You know, so, yeah. Okay, okay, what? okay. Hold on, hold on a second. Dude, watch, I'm, watch this, guys. Dave, I got muted. How amazing is that? <laughs> I have the power to mute Dave. I have the power. <laughs> and he leaves the video. This, hey, you know what? Espo, I take it back. This app, not too bad, dude. It's pretty I, solid. I, it's it's, it's the first time I can control just looking Dave. forward to muting me next time we record in like 13 years. I like that we're doing the whole Brady Bunch thing. This is good. <laughs> so, okay, okay, okay. Let's get on track, boys. Okay, okay, no, okay. okay, okay. Here's Another here's my overreaction. I feel like this a is a legit... megapod after scrimmages. That's an overreaction. <laughs> right yes. At nine o'clock at night, <laughs> at when nine o'clock probably for and... actual games. It's not like we have anything better to do. We and, don't. and involving, we don't. Yeah, we definitely don't. And involving, no offense, no offense, Matt, but like five guys who will not shut up. Poor Matt gets like four words in. <laughs> hey, I had my whole sentence in the beginning. Remember? I know. Now you're done. <laughs> yeah. One whole sentence. sentence. That's why I started with you, Matt. I figured that was the way we'd have to do it. <laughs> Tim Tompkins is going to have an 
have an aneurysm <laughs> listening to this. Matt's playing the Tim role right now. <laughs> just gets no, up and uh, leaves. Pretty soon you're going to get up and leave. <laughs> My anxiety is through the roof. He's going to change his glasses four times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry, now I'm looking at comments and I'm completely Hey, look, track. Let, let me tell you. I agree well, with Robert Christie. Let's talk B-ball. Yeah, different. Go, I have a different overreaction. My overreaction is DeAndre Ayton drove in, did a pump fake, and drove in from the three point line, and scored on a on a on a shot at the hoop in between two defenders. And what was incredible about that is he didn't draw and even an ounce of contact on that entire drive, even though there was two dudes draped all over him. They apparently stayed a few inches away, and he scored, but he didn't jam it. So people are going to, you know, judge that, of course. So there's an overreaction. Hey, but they should applaud Puts the ball down, drives in, gets to the basket, scores, and there's still going to be a negative about that. And he he social distanced Mm -hmm. the whole way. That's how he didn't get fouled. (laughs) Social distancing. No, I I think that's a a pretty good good one, Dave, as painful as that is to admit. But uh, it's just my overreaction is Devin Booker's offense is gone. Like uh, let's freak out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they need this guy to. They need this guy to perform at superstar levels for them to go eight and zero or seven and one. And we didn't see that. We we saw mundane offensive performances overall from Devin Booker and a lot of bad three point shots. So hopefully, my underreaction. That's your underreaction. <laughs> that's my severe overreaction sitting there yeah, watching. You're overreacting because he's going to have twenty eight points on Friday night. So. I, I hope yeah. so. I, they're yeah, gonna my need underreaction. Like like, I don't care about it. <laughs> so, so I, I guess Paul gave away where we're going next. Underreactions, guy, Matt, guys. Matt, why don't you start, and I'll tell everybody else to shut up now. All right, guys, guys. So the Suns, <laughs> they can make the playoffs. That's an underreaction, I think. Does that even make any sense? Now that I said no, it aloud, it doesn't, it make, any sense. <laughs> it doesn't no, make any okay. sense. I know they have to be within four games to make the playoffs, and they're only two and a half. No, games they have to be. Games. They have to be within four games of the eighth seed mm-hmm. and yeah. be in the ninth seed at the yeah. time Correct. to get in the play-in, and then it's double eliminate or single elimination for two straight games. So they have to yeah. basically go ten and zero to make the playoffs for the right to go against the ball. I think it's, I think it's easier than that. I keep hearing all that. I just, I think. (laughs) Is it? We just skipped over Justin. Your (laughs) underreaction is, is math. Is math. (laughs) Two and a half games have to make up. (laughs) Math is, is is not something that is dangerous to the Phoenix Suns. The, The challenge they have is they're not playing any of the teams that are ahead of them. You Actually, look at the Pelicans, you look at you they play the Mavs yeah. twice, but they're you know what the six the Mavs are already in the playoffs. They don't play exactly. any of the other bubble You look at I, Sacramento, I the Blazers, the everybody everybody has to play each other, can game a gain a game at a time. Whereas the Suns, with every win, it's just a half game game. They need things to go their way. But go ahead. What do you got, Paul? Well, it's basically that they that all the other teams have to play against each other, which means they can also get losses, whereas the Suns yeah. Don't play any of them and don't have to worry about, you know, losing a full game in any of those situations. So, yes, on the on the negative side, they can't gain a whole game on a team, but they also can't lose a whole game. Plus, they're playing against all guys who are – most of their games are against teams that are already in the standings, and the Suns are essentially one of the doormats of the mm-hmm. tournament. So those teams may strategically rest – 
guys or things like that. So the Suns might actually have a chance to win a good chunk, a uh, respectable chunk of these games against these higher seeded teams because they don't care about mm-hmm. the game against the Suns. Whereas, That's very true. So, yeah. well, look the the underreaction for me, and I'm just going to hop in here is is Cam Johnson. I feel like we're all just kind of like. Yeah, he looked he looked nice, but nobody's like getting excited. <laughs> nobody's getting excited about Cam Johnson to the level that I think we we probably should. I feel like he should move into the overreaction category is where we should be sitting with this kid. And Were I think you a lot watching of Twitter today? I I was, but I still didn't <laughs> well, feel I was like laughing all I, the Mikel talk on Twitter. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, Cam yeah. came up once every fifth time. So Justin, uh, El Conquistador. The yeah, dude who no said idea. No idea. he doesn't ever stop talking <laughs> has stopped talking. So why don't you give us both the over and the under reaction that you Actually, got? My, my, my overreaction was taken by Espo, so I didn't really care that You're much. Actually, I your actual overreaction really is, is commenting that you didn't get a chance to give your overreaction. <laughs> that is my, thank you, Dave. Well done. I applaud you for that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Have you there? You just hop in whenever you want. Nobody's stopping you from talking on the show. Well, I, I get, I get that, but I feel like five guys talking is worse than four. So I'm just trying to keep some order here. I'm with okay? Justin on this one. Like my urge is to talk at every point, but you know what? I'm going to take a back seat. You know, let everyone well, else talk. You know I'll make this my point. You guys are not on the solar panel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we host our own podcast with our, yeah. co- with our co-hosts. Work. The worst thing well, is, like, this is why Tim cries himself to sleep at night. Okay, I get it. And I like Wait, how Matthew was talking. Over yeah, Matthew was I talking. <laughs> I had a really good point. I had a really good point. Say it. I like it when people, when they say like, oh, I talk a lot, and they're talking about them talking a lot. It just makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast is much like is much like the Suns the last few years. Absolutely no point guard. Nobody's running point right now. How about the fact that people are still watching this? this? That's 2018-19 Suns. That's right. That's what this is. Okay. 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 All right, Boyda. But my my no 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 no. Late man, you spent five. No, no, no. My underreaction. Focus Fox people. Focus Fox. My underreaction. Thank you, Espo. Thank you. Can we just leave that for a few minutes? Maybe like twenty five thirty. Make your point. I'm gonna I'm gonna go underreaction outside of the Suns universe. Can we give Adam Silver some more love for actually effectuating a plan that yes. freaking made some goddamn sense? Yeah, is my underreaction. MOB <laughs> can't figure a damn thing out. You've got every Football freaking screwed. Marlin <laughs> with COVID now, and people just being like, "Well, maybe we'll just play anyway. No big deal." You've got football. Who uh, what? Austin Eckler came out today. It was like, I feel like a lab rat. I really don't think this is going to work, but I guess I'll play. Like, <laughs> and, and football play, football teams have twice as many players as baseball. So oh. they're screwed. At, at the end, at the end of, I mean, even, even the PGA tour has people getting COVID yet. The NBA, a, a sport where people are literally next to each other in all aspects continues to come back with zero positive COVID tests. Either Adam Silver should be president or there's a gigantic conspiracy going on and they're just hiding them all. Or I'll sign, I'll, I'll sign with the conspiracy. I'm sure you will. I just want well, no. chicken wings. So, so <laughs> here's my underreaction. I'm going to pay back on what Justin said is 
our underreaction is the respect for the bubble that's been occurring yes. down there in a time and age where everybody's waiting for people to fail so they can hop on Twitter and inform everybody that they know that somebody has failed and bash them for failing. This has been a successful experiment. Is it going to be a hundred percent successful moving forward for the next three months? Hell, there's a fucking hurricane headed towards Florida right now. So we know that 2020 will have its <laughs> ultimate wrath on the bubble, but even if there is a breakout of cases, it's going to be managed appropriately because you have, to Justin's point, Adam Silver running the show there. And you have confidence in that. You don't have Robert Manfred, who is on some private island right now, just like not liking baseball because he doesn't like baseball. And just kind of like, yeah, we'll kind of play. We really weren't prepared for this. It's like you weren't prepared for this. You had months to prepare for this. So I think that it's an underreaction, the respect for the NBA and, and pulling off the bubble. It's doing it successfully. And nobody's really kind of going, you know what? Every game that happens is a success, and we should appreciate the fact that we can get together and talk about basketball once again. Uh, I'd like to thank you for jinxing the bubble. You're welcome. (laughs) Everything's going to be okay. Guess what, everybody? Everything's going to be okay. We should give it up to the other sports, though, as well, that are also pulling off bubbles, whether it's WNBA, MLS, Mm -hmm. NHL, any of those sports. Apparently, the bubble bubble is kind of the way to go with this. Baseball and football just – there's not we're, the you can't yeah, there's not enough stadiums in one place. I mean, well, yeah. maybe somewhere in Texas. Well, they are. They're in Arizona where it's 116 degrees. Or well, the <laughs> foot baseball. Or, yeah, or, I was thinking football. You MLS could, is probably, playing probably right now. Yeah, they're Texas playing in playing Orlando. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for that hurricane. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it, Sunday, it's going to hit. They went to Canada. Yeah. They're the smartest. Nothing's going to happen there. They won't even let the Blue Jays in the country. <laughs> I guess <laughs> think if you want to have an season next year, go to Australia. Just take everybody, go to Australia, New utilize their stadiums, yeah. and we get to watch basketball at 1 a.m. New, New Zealand would have been, been one hell of a bubble. Beautiful place to be. Yes. Not that they would have seen any of it, but that would have been a smart way to way to go about it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it. In, I know Dave made a – a rundown for this show, but whatever. We're gonna go away from that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh whatever. we've got we've actually got a fan question. Robert in the chat wants to know the question on everybody's mind is Kelly Oubre now expendable oh. after after hey, this wins the overreaction of the night. Yeah, that is the overreaction, yes. He's always been expendable. Have, I don't know if anyone else has seen the Frank and Beans group out hey, there. I know. I think that's Frank, awesome. Frank and, Good Frank job. And well, we already had Frank and Beans. Well, no, Frank and Beans because the yeah, are worse than a hill of beans. <laughs> um, no, I've seen the four not point guard, not shooting guard lineup with Frank out there, and you cannot tell me that Kelly Oubre Jr. is expendable. I'm sorry. You just can't. Well, it depends on who you get talent. back. It depends on who you get back. Define, yeah, define expendable. Like every oh, player on this team is roster. theoretically expendable, <laughs> except for Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Monty and Look, Cam everything Scott. in the world was, is all depends on Ricky Rubio. Bridges. I believe that Mikael Bridges is expendable, and here's why. He's Wait, not going to play this season. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not going to play this season. Okay, I think it's Kelly, fair to say that. Kelly, 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 Kelly. Oh, did I say Mikhail? I'm sorry. Yeah. Kelly, oh, yeah. Kelly Oubre. Oh, God, everyone. I, mean, I was like, oh, uprising. Look, hey, breaking news. Mikhail Bridges no, <laughs> no longer <laughs> playing. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. We have to LeBron, dude. With, with his contract and him playing at the height of his powers before he got injured, we have him right now at his most at the highest value he possibly can be. I don't think he's going to exceed what he did earlier this season. 
And the Suns are notorious for selling low on players. See Eric Bledsoe. See the Morris twins. See everybody in the past 10 years. Let's so they pissed he, them off. Uh, understandably so, but still, <laughs> at the end of the day, we got nothing in return for him. So as we go into next season, if Kelly is going to be a part of this team, that's fantastic, and that's what I want. I think with him and Bridges, I think the depth that we need so bad is uh, filled by having Ubre there. But at the same time, if we get rid of him, if we get, uh, gain an asset for him, it's going to be beneficial for us. So he is expendable due to the size of his contract and the length of his contract. Mikel's under contract with an, with a beautiful contract. Uh, Aiton, Booker, I mean, we'll have him for the next five years. So you look Cam. at kind of how Cam, I mean, so we have we have a lot of things we can do outside of our real core. Kelly Oubre is not part of the core. The core is Mikel Bridges, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker. Kelly Oubre is the heart and soul of this team. He though. is. He yeah. is. He's the push-up guy. I don't buy that. I, I, I just, I don't buy that Kelly Oubre is the heart and soul of this team. Devin Booker is just as much as that. Devin uh, Booker's the head team. of the team. No, that's Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is the head. The heart of this team is Devin Booker, and and it will be. And he's going to be the guy that that leads the pace for them. And I think Kelly Oubre is expendable because you're not going to pay him into the twenties, uh, twenty million range to keep him. So you're you're going to either trade him in this offseason or let him walk away for nothing. I mean, that's that's what the reality of the situation, and that's why he's expendable due to the due to hopefully the growth of Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson moving forward. Mm-hmm. Sell high if you can. I exactly. mean, I don't want I don't want him to go anywhere. But I mean, but he did bring the Valley Boys culture. I mean, you talk about heart and soul. He brought a, an identity to a town that hasn't had one since Nash left. So you have to give him some credit for the heart and soul kind of comment because he did bring an identity. I, I think you can't he, say he he's not the heart and soul when he is dope soul. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag facts. Somebody argue with that. Go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> Boom, he is dope, and he is the soul. Paul uh, brought, no, he's the, Paul brought he's the, the spoon guy. to the knife fight. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> so, no, I think Kelly uh, means a lot to these guys energy-wise, and uh, not just on the court, but off the court as well. The coaches talk about it. The players have talked about it. He's still there doing all these things. He's just not playing. And I think that's a huge uh, necessity for a team that was devoid of personality and galvanizing personalities for a long time. Uh, so I think, it, I think that's quite important. I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's expendable until you're like 10 deep on real quality NBA players. It's ridiculous to say you can only have one of this guy and only one of that guy. Um, I don't mind if Kelly comes off the bench, he would mind if he comes off the bench, I'm sure. But especially if he's playing for a contract, but man, you need players on this team and you need Cam and Mikel and Kelly to rotate at those forward spots. So you don't have to worry about Dario being on his game that day and Frank being on this game that day. So you've got those three rotating around DeAndre Ayton and uh, making it almost impossible to defend. Or you get all of them out there at once with Ayton and Booker. And it's like, oh my God, here we go. This is a great lineup. So no, you. I think you keep Kelly unless you get something demonstrably better. And but that's the, the that's fact is, you I don't just let it out about go. Kelly. No, and with my, with Monty's rotations on Kelly, I we I've talked about this before. I think a lot of us have talked about this in various stages. But Kelly should be the if he, let's start him. It's fine. It's great. They have a great lineup there. But then he's the first guy pulled, and then he's also the first guy who comes back in when it's a full bench unit because then he can be that kind of bull in a china shop that he is 
Yeah, when he, I've seen that though, man. And the thing is, he gets his head down. He doesn't pass. So he's it's tough for him being the head of two. the. Oh, Paul, come on. He doesn't have anybody to pass to. You think that would change Jerome. anything the way Kelly plays? <laughs> yeah, come I'm not on, saying man. it's true. It's better than TJ Warren when it comes to passing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he's like on the same level as TJ on the fast breaks. Yeah. Like him and uh, I think even Mikhail Bridges has a hard time right now with the fast breaks and passing it off a little bit, but he's working on that, I know. But um, I just want to see the Bober lineup one full season. Like just healthy, just see what it looks like. Yeah. And I... I I don't know. I don't know. What would you guys want if we were to trade Kelly Oubre? What would you want back? Is it the starting power forward or a backup power forward or well, something? Someone to back up. You know, don't uh, even do names because it's not the offseason yet, but why don't we yeah. just say does it have to be a starter? That's a good one. We don't we yeah. don't want to get we yeah. don't want to get in trouble for tampering, guys. Yeah. yeah. No. You don't know YouTube this, this rules. Is a season preview pod. Come on. <laughs> I want either four draft starter. <laughs> yeah. You have to like be a rebuilder starter, like Two to three quality bench players. Uh, you know, I'd say a starter. Yeah. Be a I don't starter. know how much leverage you have though with that contract on a one-year deal to get all of that though. Depends. Well, I think it's. I think it's less about. Them. I think it's less about leverage and more about potential need of other teams if the Suns are going to be trading at the deadline this season, this upcoming season. Yeah. Not the immediate upcoming eight. Excuse me, twenty-four game season, but the following season. <laughs> well, and you hope you're not in a position in which you're willing to trade him by the tape, the trade deadline next year. Cause if we're trading Kelly Uber at the trade deadline next year is another failed experiment for the Phoenix suns. If you are going to trade him, you trade him before the season and hope that he can. Tr- and if he, and if you don't trade him, then you hope he contributes to a playoff run for the suns. Cause again, I, yeah, I, if we're trading him at the trade deadline next year, we failed again. Yes, I agree. Total failure. Either you're committed to him long-term or, or you're getting the value out of him yes. right right now or basically right okay. now when the when the off season. So yes, David Wigden, if LeBron became available for Kelly Oubre, I would make that <laughs> <laughs> all caps too. All LeBron. But then another suggestion was Lowry from Chicago. I mean, I don't think people have watched Lowry for the last year or so. He's not that great a player. Larry Markinen? Yeah, yeah, he became I'm he became really sexy all of a sudden. I don't know what it was. It's because he was playing U of A. He was from U of A. And he made some food. Yeah. But you know no, what? We it's got, because he's available. You already owned U of A. Taking mm-hmm. taking foods. Look, so you really look, want Lowry? It, look, it comes down simply to he's available. And whatever name that is at one point a marginal star that becomes available is sexy. In particular to Suns fans because it, we've been so starved for any decent basketball that if a name of any recognition becomes available, it's of interest. And I think that's yeah. why people gravitate towards that name. But Matt, I very much would love to see this group play healthy together too. But Kelly Oubre's current contract situation does not make that a reality. I mean, maybe because of the uncertainty of the cap, you could get him to extend for an extra year going into next year or something <laughs> and add an extra year onto that. They can't extend him. Can, can you not? I don't, I don't think they can extend him the kind of contract he's under because they only signed yeah, him to the two-year deal. Yeah. You can't extend him. Yeah, he's the yeah, UFA after, after yeah. the end of next year. Yeah, so then there's – I mean, I don't think there's a legitimate path to – uh, to figure that out either either if they don't deal them they're committing to them long term yes you know that's that's the reality of it 
Well, but, but then that, that goes back to the idea of if they deal him, is it really a failed experiment? Let's, let me throw a hypothetical out there. I know Dave said don't bring up names, but well, we're gonna anyways, or, so what if, but I'm going to bring up a name. What if Orlando's like, we'll take Kelly Oubre, we'll give you Aaron Gordon. If there needs to be filler, there'll be filler, but because Orlando <laughs> wants his expiring. Is that a failure? No, he's through 2022. It's a, it's a failure if we trade him at the deadline for that next year. Yes. yes. If we trade him in this upcoming offseason, yeah. then no, but it's see, not. That's a, the thing. I, I would trade I him for I, another starter, I I, quality starter who would fit in the rotation. I think Aaron Gordon would. So here, I would do that. Here's one for you. What if Philly implodes in, in this restart, right? And Ben Simmons all of a sudden yeah. becomes available. And you could deal like Ubre and... Uh, and say Ricky to get to get Ben Simmons. Is that the kind of thing that we're getting excited? Ben Simmons for Uber and Ricky? Well, you'd have to throw in your first round pick. There'd have to be other other stuff. But I'm just saying the famous filler that, that has so much value. Filler, you know, it's it's what we've always done as Suns fans when these names uh-huh. come up. Well, yeah. but just, we'll just wait till the Knicks try to trade their Flotsam and Jetsam for Devin Booker. So <laughs> because you know that that's on the table. Yeah. I well, hey, we've got to be those kind of fans too. I mean, who says no? It's obviously the other team, but what the hell do I care about the other <laughs> team? And their no, fans? obviously, everyone but I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just know this, and I don't know how you guys feel, but like I 110% want Kelly here. He's bringing an ident- He's brought an identity to this team. I love, like to Dave's point, we need depth. So we can't just try to build the best starting five. Like imagine a Suns team in which they could beat you like three different ways instead of just the Bobra lineup. Like that's exciting. And I think that we need to get off of Kelly Oubre right now. We've been talking about for a long time. I know. It always comes down to him being. Yeah. Crazy. In every one of our Luka Suns Jam Sessions pods, yeah. we trade him once a pod. <laughs> you know, we literally do. Yeah. It's always but, Kelly Oubre getting hacked on our podcast. But, so. I still want to know. I still want to know why, if they were to move him for Aaron Gordon at the deadline, that's a failure. Because it means that the Suns didn't succeed next year. It means we have a losing record and we're not headed towards the playoffs does with it? Kelly Oubre. Does it? A lot yes. of teams add a lot. Why? Like, sorry. Why? Why does it? Because, like, I mean, you can't just say it. Well, no, well, well, no. Think, think, think about Ooh. the situation in which that would occur. You are you have a Suns team that is not succeeding. Because of Kelly Oubre's performance, because not necessarily because of his performance, even. Or you have a Suns team that's in a buying situation because they're playing well, and Oubre's the piece that they can move that they can buy something with. And and mm-hmm. and you have, despite what Paul said, a guy who's under contract for another year beyond where <laughs> Kelly Oubre is. And I mean, I'm just going off of what the contract says. Paul might have a different opinion, <laughs> well, but I would venture to okay. guess the Orlando Magic. Okay. What are you, disagree. a lawyer? Yeah, look Justin. at look at the lawyer going contract with us. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's just agree that we're going to go off of Kelly Oubre. You know what? I don't like John anymore. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> no more golf, huh, guys? I thought we were yeah. friends, man. Just you, just kidding, bro. I, I, I love you. I love how we're having we serious spent 15 minutes on. of a podcast. Now, Justin just left. I, well, I, I think he doesn't like any of us. He beat the shit out of me at 10. golf yesterday. <laughs> he beat me by like 10, 15 strokes. You beat me, Justin. You got to love me. Not, no, it's not hard to do, bro. <laughs> hey, you're not lying. <laughs> he beats me by 30. It's quarantine. Also not, also not hard to do. <laughs> All right, MC Dave, what do we got next? 
MC Dave. Is that me? Yeah. MC D- MCDK. 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 What, what, a, right. what an acronym. Okay. Let's <laughs> jump to the um, unexpected wild card for these seeding games. These eight wild seeding card. games. Unexpected wild card. Who are we not talking about, about right now that's going to make a big difference in these seeding games, good or bad? Espo, uh, you go first this time. It, it's going to be the backup point guard position. I'm just going to spin the wheel. I'm going to say it's Javon Carter is going to be the one that uh, that winds up making a difference, and I think it'll be in a positive way. I think he'll actually come in and be able to play some meaningful minutes in that backup guard position where they've struggled to find that. I still think he's the most solid choice out of that uh, G League uh, mix-up that they've got. All-stars, G League All-stars. Yeah. I, I don't even know about that, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think I think he winds up being the the guy that has a surprise impact. All right, Matthew, Cameron Payne. Oh wait, no, no, actually not Cameron Payne. Uh, Cameron Johnson. There you go. But what happened uh, to Cameron? Cameron Payne. What like that? John and I talked about how we get these point guards in, and they have a great first one or two one games. game. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden, what did he go zero for ten today? Like I feel bad for. Remember the guy. Isaiah Cannon at like fifteen yeah. and seven yeah. in his debut, and they like, followed well, it up with like ten Mike and seven. James. Alfred like, Payton had Mike a triple double. James. Yeah. Mike, James. Mike, Mike James, James looked like the greatest oh. shooter in the universe when he, he came looked like the. Uh, the my uh 2k my player that's what mike james looked like <laughs> yeah no, didn't alfred, didn't alfred right? payton like drop like a triple double yeah. in the first game too yeah, yeah alfred he had a triple, double. Had a triple double like, in his first game or two yeah yeah so yeah that's what happened but Sons i'm gonna happened. pick oh sorry i'm gonna pick cam Talent. johnson cam johnson i feel like with uh mikhail britches stepping up as like the closest thing we have to lebron james now it's cam johnson's turn <laughs> to really shine so i think he's gonna make a big impact um but he's my wild card you know the closest thing we have to LeBron James. The yeah. chasm between those guys is, is amazing, yet it's the closest. All right. All right, uh, Paul. Um, I'm actually going to go outside the Suns, and I think it's going to be more of a situation of a COVID hitting one of the other teams. and Or a hurricane. Or yeah, you can take a hurricane, hurricane COVID, <laughs> but just sure, take know, the hurricane. Ha- ha- having somebody, um, you know, particularly in one of those other um, teams that are on the edge, um, you know, we saw with on the East in the Eastern conference with how uh, New Jersey has been like decimated or whatnot. But if we see like a Dame Lillard or somebody like go out and then kind of what that does to like the sun's potential chances, just because you, it just changes, changes the, whole calculus of who, who's in favor so yeah so, so paul is rooting for covid all right yeah no i'm not rooting for it <laughs> so either covid or a hurricane to take i'm, 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 I'm rooting for covid on an even larger scale than paul though <laughs> I'm, 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 we need multiple teams okay just take out the whole back half of the west except yeah. the, all right just in the top turn, half of the wild card did I not just answer? I feel like I just answered. <laughs> Man, that really was are, my wild you're, card. You're being fun tonight. Yeah, that was your wild card. I'm always fun, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. like literally, that was the one question I didn't really come up with an answer for. Yeah. So I was going to say COVID. <laughs> Paul said it. I'll just escalate a little higher and be in. like, not just. I don't know why Paul picks Dame it's, Lillard though. Of all guys, Suns fans should it's pick twenty-one Dame other not team. the one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, take All right, out, John take out the guy that supported Booker as the All Star. Yeah, 
Yeah, first Everybody name that came that. to my mind, and I was looking for like a big star on a team. I'm sorry, because right. the other teams that are like below kind of don't really have any. <laughs> I feel bad. Well, Jer- I hear I hear Jaron Jackson Jr. is better than pretty much everyone in the league. So what, what about him, Paul? Right? Isn't that tonight? how it is? Like he's better than everyone, <laughs> right? Yep. All right, Voida. All right, unexpected wild card. I was going to go with Buffalo Wings, but Lou Williams proved that uh, that is now expected <laughs> moving forward. Uh, you know, but uh, I'll go with Aaron Baines. You know, now that Baines is coming back, I think you really saw his absence and how it affected the Suns. Because once Aiton was off the court, you had no true center. Frank Kaminsky's not a center. He's he's seven feet tall, but he doesn't play like a center. He's too much out on the perimeter. You saw him try to post up and do some inside moves, and it just wasn't working. So I think that somebody who's going to be really unexpected on the good side is having big Aaron Baines back, uh, helping the team and adding yeah, to that like depth. Big, I, I think so uh, physically, yeah, like uh, being a tough guy, being playing the center, playing defense, directing traffic. I agree with mm-hmm. you, but Aaron Baines' big – problem is his entire offense is his three-point shot and he hasn't shot one in four months or at least in the last month um he's been on his ass he hasn't he's his shot is all legs and getting that whole timing down i've watched him warm up um and i just feel like he's not going to get that shot down for this run so um that's that that worries me about backs brother I, I hope that they let us hear the actual players talk because I want to hear Aaron Baines yelling with his Australian accent at players in the bubble. That's that's unexpected, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Anyone who's yelling at people who is as big as he is with a fiery red beard with an Australian accent, I want to hear that. Fuck the, the fake crowd noise, man. Give me the sounds of the game. Uh, we got a couple of comments in the chat that Dario Saric uh, can be the wild card, and I do agree with that. Agreed. I think um, he was looking really good for a couple of games until he rolled his ankle. And that was only a freak thing where he stepped backwards and rolled it um, on somebody else's foot. I think he'll be fine. Uh, Monty said he was walking normally even yesterday. Um, so he'll be fine for Friday. He'll, he'll come off. The, he'll probably they'll use that as an excuse to have him come off the bench. That would be nice. Cause I'd like to see cam and uh, Mikhail start again. So, so you want Cam McHale and you bring Dario with that second unit. I think that could could give a little well, light. What I like about Dario with the second unit in that first game is that he was the one who could get his own score better than Frank. Like Frank tried to do a little bit of drive himself into the teeth of the defense and he couldn't really finish as well. But Dario was finishing in that game one. You, you, I think, you could also I think run Dario the offense could, through Dario. Yeah, point Dario. He, yeah, he's a good passer <laughs> and, he, uh, and, and he was being aggressive. Better than all our time. point guards. <laughs> yeah, for Rubio. Right, right. So <laughs> I think uh, that's a good that's a good call right there. It seems about right though that uh, Doey Dario gets in shape and then rolls rolls his damn ankle when he finally starts playing good for this team. <laughs> well, he was moving his feet so much he stepped on somebody else. He's not used to that. <laughs> it was it was used to more weight being put on it. Something I'm well aware of, and it just wasn't didn't know how to handle it. So you're talking about your gangly year. I, I'm talking me. I'm not talking Dario anymore. I, yeah, uh, I know. Your gangly year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, gout. so what's the biggest uh, <laughs> biggest strength for this team going into uh, into these uh, bubble games that actually count? Well, right now, I'll go first since everyone's quiet. Um, well, right now, <laughs> the first moment of silence on this podcast. Biggest strength. <laughs> <laughs> uh. As we ruin Matt's chance to talk. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to go, go, Matt. 
Yeah, so I think it's ball movement. Um, I think it's always been passing and ball movement with the backcourt. But um, also just with Mikhail Bridges, I think that helps a lot with just moving the ball around. But even Dario Saric, like they kept moving that ball around like crazy in the offense when they were together, when it was Dario Saric and um, Mikhail Bridges. And then also Aiton too as well. You know, he's a passer. He's always like a pass first guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that we're just having that is like our biggest strength. And I know we lead the league in assists and all that, but having the other guys step up, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I like Justin <laughs> Vegas and their biggest strength is they have nothing to lose. That's pretty yeah, good too. True. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I think their biggest strength going into these games is during, uh, during the, these preseason or these scrimmages, they proved that they don't need Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Uh, in a game against the Raptors I, uh, on on Tuesday, you had uh, you had Cam and McHale step up, and there's just been guys outside of Booker and Ayton that have shown that they can they can step in and, and take some of the heavy lifting. Which going into this prior to those. I had questions about that because it felt like Devin Booker was going to have to do everything for them to have a chance. And now I don't feel as much like that. I feel like he could have an off night and they still could uh, come through and win. I think overall, if they're going to go seven and one or eight, no, you're going to have to have Devin Booker carry a majority of it, but it feels like at least they they have some wiggle room now. And to build out that, what I was going to say was they have defined roles now. So like so much of the season was trying to figure out who fits and like how, and it's almost because they've had this break and now they come back into a training camp where everybody's the same. You know, you didn't have, you don't have new pieces like in an off, it's a weird off season where nobody changed. So, so you had the coaches who right. were able to take all this film fully digested, be like, okay, this worked, this didn't. And then it re not, not even have to reinstall it, but build on it. So like you have, you now have defined roles and time to truly like kind of integrate everybody into those roles and, you know, maximize them rather than trying to figure out, <clears throat> having to try to figure out what those roles are. You know, this is their first off season since 2014 that they've had the same coach and coaching staff come back with a, a team with. You're calling it an off season day. It <laughs> is. To be fair, they it, yeah. this is no, actually this was actually a longer off season than regular off seasons. It was four. Plus oh, I months. know. I'm I'm just saying from the standpoint of you saying it's because the first off yeah. season where they came back with the same coach. I'm like, yeah. Well, well Monty was even been... talking about that. He said he said this is their second training camp. Yeah, uh, it feels like this is uh, his second season already. Um, the the announcers and also the coaches too, not just the announcers on TV, but the coaches and stuff are saying like this is Cam's second year. Just about this is everyone's. Of course, Ty doesn't look like he's in his second year yet, um, but I think he just went into a bubble or something. I don't know. Is he stoned but, um, or something? But Cam, uh, Cam has definitely come back with a new attitude. Mikel has come back with a new attitude. I think their biggest strength is their versa- their well, their um, unexpectedness because Cam's outplaying his his um, his past and so is Mikel and DeAndre Ayton even though he had a couple of uh, lackluster games last two games he's in great shape and he looks still looks really good on defense no one notices because he stops guys from driving um, constantly and so they don't challenge him as much Um, and uh, Devin Booker hasn't really had to step up um, in this in these bubble games like Greg just said uh, because these guys are playing so well around him so I think this. I, I, I think the unexpectedness is their biggest strength. They're going to be better than every one of these teams are playing against 
thinks they are. And, and and I will build off of all of those points. <laughs> okay. I'll start with what, 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 what Espo said, and that's about, you know, not having to rely on Booker, not having to rely on Aiton. Uh, what today they combined scored 16 points, I mm-hmm. believe. Every game this year, and I would venture to guess last season and uh, in, in Aiton's rookie season, wins where they were both playing. Like at no point did those two guys combine to score less or anywhere around less 16 than points. 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the <clears throat> in a win. Yeah, fewest points Aiton scored in a in a win was six, and and Booker went for like 35 that game. So you always have one of those two guys always clicking. So the fact that they they can win a game when two guys that you expect to be the ones who are delivering for the team throughout is definitely a huge advantage. And then to build upon the follow-up point, and that is to Bridges and Aiton, excuse me, Bridges and, and, and Cam Johnson, you've got two guys who, again, the league thinks they know what they're capable of. This offensive outburst we've seen from um, from Bridges these three games, he's really kind of building on what he was leading into towards the end of the the you know the season when it shut down because he was having some solid offensive games then. The defense mm-hmm. is still there, but now you've got Bridges as a legit threat if other guys aren't clicking, and then you've got Cam Johnson Johnson who's thrown, showing more. Uh, what's the word aggression? I'm looking for here? More aggression, yeah, exactly. More wiggle. Was that Paul? Yeah. Thank you, Paul. You're uh, welcome. More, more aggression. I think Dave, Paul you Paul from the peanut gallery in the back. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting back, relaxing, throwing is, out. I just catches. got a question. It, it, for those of you who can I'm actually s- are watching this. Yeah. Boy, is, they, uh, well, is Paul on like a Pornhub casting couch? Or what's going on there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I feel like somebody's going to walk in and shit's going to go sideways real quick. Boom, boom. This is not. This is not. This is not a Zoom call. So. Zoom we're gonna call. See, yeah, we're gonna see like Paul turn and look to the side, and then someone's gonna like climb on the couch next to him, and we're just gonna be Easy, watching Dave. in horror. As long as it's not a corner couch, Christ. Dave, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pizza guys gonna so, show up. Yeah. Well, so Ooh, all right, all right. So I got, I got a strength that nobody's talked about as of yet, if I may. I think the Was biggest strength no. familiarity <laughs> with the Pornhub casting The biggest strength that the Suns have going into this is their youth. They're going to have to play eight games in 14 days. And with such young team, you're going to, I mean, that's going to test a lot of their legs. It's going to test a lot of their stamina. We see a lot of these players are coming back. They're in great shape. And you're going to look at other teams that to some someone made the point earlier are going to be resting guys for probably that reason when they have games that don't really matter because they're already in the playoffs. We're going to be fighting and grinding every game. We're going to have the ability to be resilient and come back day in and day out because of the youth of this team. You have Ricky Rubio, who's what, 29, 30. You have Baines, who's over 30. But other than that, you don't have a lot of guys who are over 26. And that's going to play in our favor as we're playing so many games in so few nights. Absolutely. I think that's going to help. Um, I I just love the fact that they... You know, at first I was disappointed that they uh, their schedule for these eight games did not include almost any of the teams in between mm-hmm. them and Memphis or Memphis. But then the more I think about it, the more I realize the Suns might just do an end around and just win all those, you know, most of those games out against teams that don't care as much uh, because they're getting themselves ready for the actual playoffs. And while those other teams are beating each other up. So 
the thing is the Suns have to win three more games than all of those other competitors uh, to get into this and to play in. So really they're just playing for respect. They're playing to show what team they are and they're playing for next season to be ready for next season, to know how they're going to build around this team. Um, I think it's, I think it's a great opportunity for them, but yeah, no, they're, uh, they're focused for sure. Mm -hmm. Somebody uh, D in the chat brings up that it seems like there's been a lot of bonding going on inside the bubble and there's a lot of good team chemistry as well. And I think we've seen that a lot this year is uh, this team does like each other. You can tell that there is a, a bond and a willingness to, go the extra mile for their teammate that they have not had uh, in the last handful of years in, in Phoenix. Agreed. Yeah, no, the, they, they all have uh, Booker talked about it. Aiden's talked about it. Other guys on the team have talked about it too. In the, in the zoom media calls, which is great. I don't have to leave my place and I can <laughs> still talk to these dudes um, that uh, they don't hang out with anybody, but each other. One of the big worries was, is Devin Booker going to get wooed by some stars from another teams because they're all going to be hanging out together, all these other teams? No, they're not hanging out with anybody but each other. And I think that's great. These these guys are bonding. They're doing some things together. They're playing spike ball and, and uh, they're fishing and stuff like that. And uh, the coaches are getting uh, hanging out with them as well. I think it's a, a Monty just said this morning. Uh, we've done years worth of bonding in one in the last few months, uh, and but definitely this last few weeks in in the bubble, um, years worth. So you know this is like Earl Watson with a uh, an actual ability to coach um, NBA basketball and have the talent. Earl could coach to an extent, but also having the talent to be able to actually play well. Monty's got Monty's in the best position of any coach the Suns have had in a while, and he's doing a lot with it. He's doing a ton with it. Does the spike ball worry anybody else? I watched those clips. Yes. It looks like somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. They're like, sitting on each other. Right? Fun. Like, dude, if we could sit around playing spike ball, I think they'll be fine. I mean, where they get hurt is doing stuff that we can't do. Why would, Why do we think well, they'll get hurt? Because the they're super slamming the into world. each other. Like, that's like, what we like. dude. Broken finger, twisted ankle. It's like, like saying ping pong is like a dangerous sport. Come on. <laughs> Depending on how you play it, if you're playing with flaming balls, yeah, it is a difficult game. Anything you do with flaming balls is dangerous, just so everybody knows. That's a solar panel shout out for those of us who watch it. Solar panel. I never said I don't listen. I just don't watch it. The flaming ballers are fan base that support the show. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, you can see Blaze Megatron with his right now, right? He's, he's got his flaming ball out. Yes, he does. Yeah, well, he and, does. And, and he brings up a good point. They're boxing out, so they're actually improving their basketball ability <laughs> while playing spike ball. What a stretch. I love it. Don't hurt yourself, Blaze. Uh, uh, so let's move into one of our final topics. Uh, oh, you know, let's move to the final one because I think there's a million weaknesses we could look at, but we don't yeah. want to. We don't want Three to be point shooting there. the bench <laughs> point guards. Yeah. Oh man. So I was looking at lack of that. wing. Let's, wait, wait, let's do our shitty uniforms. Oh, let's God. do weaknesses. So bad. Um, uh, we got recently acclimated to this b-ball index site. And one of the things that jumped out at me, like in our faces, when, when, when you do the team profile for the Suns, um, they have like an F on spacing because <laughs> you can't make any freaking shots. They, the Suns actually create, 
some of the most open three-point shots in the game, and that's coaching. That's schemes, and that's players following the schemes. They also make almost the fewest freaking shots in the game uh, off of those open shots. It's just amazing how many shots they've missed this year. I'm hoping they'll make up for it in future years. Uh, but my God, the team has a F rating on spacing across the board. Um, trying to and, and uh, so that's their biggest weakness for sure. Well, you now have the best shooter in the NBA, DeAndre Ayton's taking threes now. <laughs> you know, you've Cam Johnson. You've moved Cam Johnson into the starting lineup. He's automatic. Mikael Bridges apparently Cam can Johnson shoot again. Shoot. Yeah. Um, Mikael Bridges you know, is shooting without a hitch. He yeah, just Ricky Rubio is one of the best. Uh, spot up three point shooters on the team, and then you know Devin Booker's one developing of the best range. in the game. He rated like a A minus or a B plus on. So we've got um, shooters in the starting lineup. So so Devin Booker's <laughs> the weak link, is what you're saying? You yes. Oh well, no no. So Devin Booker is an A across the board, except for three point shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and there's your <laughs> B ball index. Although Devin Booker pod. was almost never open on his three point shots. That's another thing I picked up on those stats as they is they rank how open you are. And Devin Booker was actually um, almost one of the least open guys in the NBA. Dave just Dave just pushed for the for the weakness just so he could show off. I read a yep. stat, I read a stat website and you guys should there's go. there's one I fucking thing I did this year and I'm gonna pimp it. All right. <laughs> I got access right. to something you don't and I'm gonna make you know about it. That's a, yeah that was about so, so all no right so uh who else has being, we've already i think we time. did a round table on the weaknesses so we could if you guys want to point out any more we can do that but otherwise we can move on what what about i did my part frank and ba- beans lineup <laughs> frank and beans that's a weakness holy crap actually uh, they didn't do that bad today Against the other, they actually made some threes. <laughs> Ellie joined the Frank and Beans. They, they, and they ran up the score. They did. They didn't give. <laughs> they made the lead bigger. <laughs> yeah. So how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was. I think that was just basically the Raptors just going. When is this over? Kind of like many people are with this show right now. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, Never. Hey man, we got the most people po- right now watching at the moment right now of all. So now we get. Oh, uh, you're welcome. The, the really predict, just woke up. Predict the season record. Yeah, what what do you what do you got in these eight games? What's the record? Matt, we'll start with you because we want you to talk. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this one I wrote like three sentences down. So oh, wow. he actually wrote it down. <laughs> no. So uh I think six and two. And I think that no matter what six you guys, do. no matter what you guys say, they, they can make the playoffs and magically probably will be there. Even though it has to do with math and all that, I'm still thinking they're gonna be there. So but I'm gonna go six and two. Um no really reason good reason. I don't know. Like just six <laughs> and two. Before I had four and four on the mm-hmm. other one, Mega yeah. that. But uh now what I saw from the scrimmage it's Six and two. So you're more optimistic. Oh, that's a good one. So let's not yes. only predict our record, but also say if you think it's better than you thought it was going to be when we did this two months ago. Uh, I'll go. I I think seven and one. I'm going to go. Whoa. I'm going to go in the super optimistic range wow. because I think it was brought up a lot on the show. But I think we're going to the Suns are going to get the benefit of a lot of teams overlooking them or they're going to be in a position where they have nothing to win or lose. So they're going to try to 
protect their stars. And this, and I think it will give the Suns a path to to be quite competitive. Seven and one is what I'm going to say. Six and two was probably uh, just as realistic. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to hit on all cylinders, which I, I think we saw in, in these scrimmages that they're very capable of doing. It reminded me a lot of the beginning of the year when this team was the talk of the NBA. Why not? Let's let's see seven and one and, and see them actually hey, make hey, a we run. Got a, we got a screenshot logical hoops. If the Suns make the playoffs, I'm going to run through a wall and scream. Which is better than a face tattoo. Yeah, if they go exactly see, laughing. Well, yeah, it depends. Yeah, I mean, what recover. kind of wall? Is it going to be like a wall made of straw? <laughs> a brick wall? Like, what is this? One of the consummate lawyer, this, this guy. Big bad wolf? I know. <laughs> is it That's exactly what I need the facts, okay? Can get a poor Kool-Aid man? Sustain. We can, all run through, we can all run through walls. It depends what kind of wall it is. Hold on, Espo. What did you say before? When we, oh, you weren't. Were you on it? Were you on that? He wasn't no, on that one. I, he on that one. One. It I, was I, it was in the middle of the day. It didn't work for him. He likes loser. it either early in the morning or nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what I would you have said three months ago? <laughs> I probably would have been more at the four and four spot, yeah, you know, at, right. at that time. But uh, I think being stuck at my in my house with my three year old has slowly eroded my uh, cognitive abilities. <laughs> so seven and one is where I lead now. Uh, hey, cool. I've watched I've watched so much kids television that I, you know I. It's all just melted away up there. So. <laughs> Quick question: If I if I thumbs down this pot, is that bad for you guys? How does that work? Uh, I don't know. Tim handles that kind of stuff. Yeah, hey, uh, let's I distract you. Know, now Tim's, now Tim's really, really. What do you think the record do I, is? Do I have to answer this? Do I? Yeah. He, you're, are you still at eight? No. What would I? Why would of I change? Course. Why would I change? <laughs> I mean, I did. I complete I, reversal. Zero and eight. For I've him said. Now. I've said multiple times on this very episode. That they're going to play twenty-four games, so why would I change for me? No, clearly I wouldn't. Sustain, right? We got Sustained. lots of six and twos in the comments. We got a four and four. We have somebody who actually posted an zero and eight. So uh, why are you on this? Some people are just Masochism. some people are some people are just bad people. It's okay. It's fine. Well, I'm going to say six and two as well. I'm somebody who, when we did this two months ago, I was the pessimist in the crowd. I got booed. I was. The I got ridiculed. Well, I went three and five, and and I, you know, looking at the schedule, the most pessimistic because <laughs> that's yeah. just how we roll. We're North <laughs> Phoenix kids. So avoid the Dodgers fan. We're neighbors. Don't hate on the Dodgers. Let's not go there. So, yeah, we can hate on the Dodgers. Nah, we can't. <laughs> it's okay. You hate us because they ain't us. So. I think that when I looked at the schedule initially, because we, I thought four and four, but the more we look at what's happening in the NBA and the teams that are having players that aren't going to be present on the front end of our schedule, because that's what's most, most important is that front end schedule. We play the Wizards first, which is fantastic because that's a team that's decimated with the fact that there's no Beal, there's no Bertans, and uh, they're just not going to come out and really compete. They're kind of like a G League team, so that's going to be a good confidence builder. And then you go against the Mavs, and that's going to kind of be the big one. And I think that we're all really looking forward to that opportunity. I'm, looking uh, for, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's that's, that's be the awesome. that's the big one. 6 p.m. Yes. on Sunday. Play I mean, Luca. Yeah, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna be great. <laughs> but then, but then you start to go into the Clippers, like and you go into you go into the Pacers, who are going to be missing people. You and a lot of teams that are going to start resting at the back end of this run with like the 76ers and the Thunder, and then the Mavs at the end. I think there's a great opportunity for us to really steal some games. And again, the optimism comes from one the players who are not going to play 
and the way that the teams are going to set them up uh, strategically. But two, these scrimmages. You know, these scrimmages are something that you you can't help but as a Suns fan be unbelievably excited for because you're you're seeing what you're you're hoping you would see. The Celtics game is a game we probably could have won. Dario Sarge tweaks his ankle. The second team doesn't play well. Suns were up seventy four to seventy yeah. when uh, they put in just all the scrubs the rest of the game. Yeah, and they they were stuck on seventy nine for like ten minutes. So I mean, there's a lot of promise there with this team, and we we've all known it as, as Suns fans who follow this team intensely. We've watched them all year long and enjoyed seeing the promise. It's just been a wacky season, but now that everybody's together, everybody's healthy, I think that six and two is easy. I I might hop on that eight no trade in there, El Conquistador. I might hop on. <laughs> choo choo. Okay, hop, I'm gonna be hop, the pessimist. Hop on then. in the water is fine, my friend. <laughs> oh, Why my is gosh. your train in a water? That makes any <laughs> sense. That make before, sense. Before Dave, uh, I, I followed the GPS like Michael Scott. My bad. Before Dave becomes a pessimist, I just really want to point out real quick: Infinite Tranquility saying that the podcast of optimism is bleeding through to the solar panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's Dave. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to pick five and three because this team still is the kings of figuring out how to lose games they're supposed to win. So they're going to go five and three. They're going to, but they could have gone seven and one. We're all going to pod that they could have gone seven and one or eight. No, but they gave up a couple of games they shouldn't have gave up. Where's that mute button, Espo? I, I love that five and three is pessimistic. Now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a really great point. Five and three, I like it. I like it. Hey, to me, it's vitally important that they get to thirty wins, which means they have to go four and four or better, so they can have this season. Uh, so the, uh, they no longer have twenty something win seasons or nineteen. Uh, or nineteen. How yeah. shit? How hey? How shitty are all of our pods going to feel in like three weeks when they're fucking one and seven? <laughs> well, if if. If Fanny and the Flames ever records one again, we'll know. Oh! <laughs> by the, by the way, uh, Rick Johnson says, DK, you suck. <laughs> and uh, and Lace Bacon would like you to know that the Dodgers suck. They can't beat the Cubs. So Yeah, uh, we did two years We did two years ago in route to the World Series, but that's oh, a moot point. I knew I loved Rick for a reason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I think that brings us to an end of uh, to, to the end of this. Luckily, nobody showed up on Paul's couch, so that's a win. From, uh, <laughs> we didn't have everybody to watch but Paul. Yes, me. Uh, <laughs> we we haven't seen that other comfortable hand, pod so, I've uh, ever recorded. Not we have to. I think that may you know, be how I do it. We always have forward. to have a couch reference on these megapods. There's a there's there's a joke in there from when Paul showed everyone his cat, but I'm gonna go ahead and just leave that one and just <laughs> just I alone. Don't see Paul's Thank cat. you. Was it a real? If cat? I can't that, see that it already, Dave I don't want to see it. <laughs> last thoughts from everybody, anyone before I hit end or mute all of you and uh, and just take this over myself. Oh yeah, Paul will say. Let me let me let me tell you Paul's last thought. He's very excited about watching basketball because literally that's what he says every time we recorded four years ago when we used to actually record. No, actually, actually, I was gonna be. He's not up, excited. Um, not at all. I do. I do enjoy working and watching basketball at the same time. It's not. It makes my afternoons less sucky. It's so great. <laughs> but, it's so but great. Actually, but actually. Uh, what I did want to bring up is I don't know has any did anybody get a chance to listen to Zach Lowe's pod today? No, that um, today. it was it was him Rachel Nichols and uh, Howard Beck doing their uh, normal what they would do in Vegas where they get drunk and talk about the league. Um, 
but um, they start ta- they start going through their ballots, and what I found really interesting to the point um, about Booker uh, finally starting to get love from national media is he was all three of them said he was one of their final cuts uh, for all NBA third team, so he was in the consideration, but Donovan Mitchell was not for any one of them. Who? 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 Who's 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 Donovan Mitchell? Never heard of him. The, the guy Rudy Gobert uh, does, has a oh, beat. That guy. That guy. Yeah. yeah, that guy. I love it. The guy yeah. that Rudy Gobert infected. <laughs> Step, Rudy Rudy Gobert's petri dish is now what we're Rudy, calling Rudy Gobert's that. greatest victim. There's a there's there's another there's a casting couch joke in there somewhere. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god. He couldn't stifle that tower. And on that note, <laughs> we're going we're going to say good night uh, for for everybody here. Uh thanks for uh sticking with us for well over an hour and uh 60 to 70 of you actually slogged through this with us. So we appreciate it. It's really uh, that many. It really. Seriously. So listen listen <laughs> to Fanning the Flames. Uh, listen to the uh, solar panel jam session. Where the, listen, listen. If you ever want to actually hear Matthew talk, come to Sun's jam session because him and I <laughs> actually talk. Yeah. What were the other fourteen names you guys had? Like uh, <laughs> the Sun's report, uh, the solar, the solar, the solar report, report, report. Try to steal our, our thunder. We, have, we actually that. officially have had our name the longest as it is right now. We've gone over three months of the Suns Jam session. Over three months. Stay. Over three months. I know. <laughs> so now I know. it's time for a new one. <laughs> we need. We deserve some flaming balls for that. Okay. Oh, so we've uh, done that's it. That's the new name of their pot. It's Paul, flaming yeah. balls. <laughs> Paul, flaming balls. We're here to Paul's, Paul's couch can help you get those flaming balls. So don't you worry about that. Uh, and Ask then you, hot that. balls. And then you can hear Dave and I bitch at each other every Saturday morning too. So. On the solar they, panel with they, Kim, uh, who is not able to make it because he lives in Florida and he's already in bed. Yeah, it's in it's one a.m. and he's uh, and there's a hurricane on its way, full yeah. of COVID. So so hopefully we'll see Kim again. So for all these guys, they uh, and myself, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll probably do another one of these megapods when we're super depressed that the Suns have finished showing it. <laughs> That'll have a lot of drinking. <laughs>